are. But. All right, Isaiah, thank you for that update. We'll talk to you a little bit later. Right now, we're going to welcome in our next live guest. We've got Ryan Schreiber joining us, brandly new minted chief growth officer at Metaphora. And Ryan, thanks for being here. You've been on the conference circuit a lot already this year, and we've got more coming up. Let's talk everything from Manifest to TIA Capital Ideas Conference that's coming up in about a month. Where have you been around the world with Ryan Schreiber? <laughs> First, I just want to say, I'm going to throw this out there. I'm going to drop this bomb, then we can move on. But like, this is cat discrimination. Like, I mean, as like a cat guy, I feel like we need some sort of like, you know, cat movie marathon for a thousand bucks. Anyway, like I've been, um, you know, I've been at kind of all, I've been a lot of different places. Uh, ben Gordon Strategic Advisors uh, Conference in Palm Beach earlier this year, Stiefel Conference uh, last week. Those are both, or I think it was last week. I don't know. It's all running together kind of more financially minded conferences. And then you've got things like manifests that are a little bit more focused on technology and digitization and whatnot. And so it's been a little bit of a, of a gambit here to start the year along with some client travel. So, you know, it's been some very interesting conversations and, uh, and, and certainly uh, looking forward to, to TIA capital ideas conference, but also looking forward to not having a conference for a couple of months. <laughs> That travel can definitely start to wear on you. And Ryan, when you've seen and heard from all the conferences so far, we're only in February, is there an overarching theme that you're hearing or seeing around the overall industry throughout the first half to second half of the year? Yeah, there's there's a number of, of themes. Um, you know, one is definitely uh, optimism. Like, I was actually relatively surprised uh, at the level of optimism around the rate environment uh, and kind of the bottom of the rate environment being uh, closer than, uh, than, than many people expected, I think. Typically, in my experience, most of uh, transportation is a, is a pretty uh, reactionary and, and emotional sort of, if you will, in the way that they react to rates. It's like everything is great and it'll be great for the longest time or everything is terrible and everyone's going out of business tomorrow and it'll never be any better. And so... That was definitely one that was that was really interesting, um, and and along those lines, people also really focusing still on, um, you know, how to make better businesses uh, and how to control costs. I was at Lean Mastermind over the weekend, of course. Like Lean is a nearshoring company, and uh, but even even at places other than that, people talking about and uh, exploring ways to control costs uh, that they that they can control. Um, and setting themselves up for a really explosive growth on the other side of that. So Ben Gordon's conference, I'm really interested in chatting about because obviously it's M&A focused in the supply chain and we're talking a lot of finance from it. What was something that came out of that that you found really fascinating? The M&A space has been, it's, it's semi-quiet and definitely quiet if you compare it to 2020 and 2021, yeah. but it's been a little bit on the quieter side. Could we expect to see that activity pick back up? Yeah, I, that's an, another one of the big takeaways here is that there's definitely still deals to be done and people are still very interested in doing deals. I mean, our customers, many of our customers, most of our customers are still aggressively looking to do deals and, and actually maybe even expanding the the types of, of deals that they're looking at now. Some of them have absolutely pulled back, don't get me wrong, but but definitely like there is there are still deals to be done at the Stiefel Conference, um, which is also very M&A focused. Uh, all of the panelists uh, were talking about how they're looking for deals. The challenge in doing deals right now, Kaylee, to your point about deals being slower, seems to just be an evaluation issue. Uh, sellers, 
are still sort of seeking um, valuations that align with uh, what the cost of capital was and and what the de- what the market looked like 12, 18 months ago, which is obviously kind of not the environment that we're in. So we certainly expect, and our customers certainly expect that deal flow will pick up. It probably won't return to the way that it, the the, the blistering pace that it was in in twenty one and twenty two. But uh, we're, we're certainly hearing that 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 is very much on the table, and we expect deal flow to pick up substantially, uh, you know, in Q two and through the end of the year. And Ryan, keeping on some of that topic and that idea right there, what are the expectations around um, just almost this talk or continued conversation around this is just a return to normal? Yeah, well, you know, it, it, that's a that's a really interesting comment because it is it the, everyone is really talking about how it's a return to normal, but at the same time, uh, think fundamental structural um, things have changed within the space, right? I mean. Their, the investments in technology have gone up. Uh, driver wages have gone up. Those are some fixed. Th- those are those are costs that need to be baked into rates per mile and whatnot. And so, while it may be still a return to normal cycle, it may be that rates are still higher than they were in, you know, even even eighteen when when we had a hot market. The base rates, the the, the cost to cover your seat if you will are are still higher but but definitely the expectation is this is a bit of a return to normals uh if you will but and normal is going to be different going forward because we are there was a lot of talk around reshoring friend shoring is a term that people keep using which i'm still not sure what that means and how it's different than near shoring but reshoring near shoring friend shoring and that's going to fundamentally change supply chains in this country for a, a while that is going to be a slow process and so things will be in flux for a, a time and so normal will definitely look different than the way that it has over the last call it 10 or so years and and people are definitely preparing for for that that process Sticking on that thread of nearshoring and reshoring initiatives going on, there's been a lot of kind of outside conversation about kind of the breakdown of globalization of a supply chain and maybe a move back to regionalization of a supply chain. Mm-hmm. See it, especially talking with like Norm Mahoney about uh, North American trade, U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreements, really kind of centering that back more on a regional basis. Is that kind of an underlying theme that you're seeing as well? Maybe not necessarily in practical application yet, but just some conversation going on about, okay, maybe we break down the global supply chain and get it more into these regional facets that are a little more stable. Yeah, this is a conversation that's been going on since the pandemic kind of first set in, right? And I, I was talking about it, um, you know, not to call kind of like give myself the credit, but I'm going to give myself the credit. Anyway, it was one of the early things that I was talking about the pandemic uh, uh, changing. And then with Ever Given, you had, you know, people looking at changing de-risking their supply chain lanes, trade lanes, not even necessarily just the the source of their goods. So those two things together are really what's driving this. It's a conversation that's still uh, that's been going on uh, for a bit, but it also is still early stage, right? Global supply chains move very slowly. There's in the biggest thing driving that is infrastructure. You can't just like lift and shift everything that's happening in Southeast Asia and drop it in South America or Africa you know, or even here domestically, because there's infrastructure considerations that go along with that. There's access to labor uh, considerations that go along with that. And so it's still in the early innings of this transition. And so Kaylee, very directly onto your point 
about the regional regional strategy or whatever it ha- uh, uh, whatever you have that's still kind of to be determined i think many folks are still uh trying to figure out what their strategy is going to be even though we're seeing some early uh movement on the kind of low hanging fruit if you will of nearshoring or reshoring so that's definitely a strategy that people are looking at um and and obviously it'll be it'll be an ongoing thing until we have some sort of critical mass behind uh certain infrastructure investments in different geographies that that'll really power the supply chain in the future Brian, great having you on as always people want to reach out to you or find out a little bit more about metaphor how can they do that yeah, I mean, hit me up on LinkedIn uh, as always, or on Twitter at underscore user prime. I thanks for having me, guys. It's uh, I'll see you next month, I guess. Yeah, we'll see you next fun. month, Ryan. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Freight Waves now in just a few minutes. <laughs> 